Hello and good day to everyone listening. My name is Stevie. And I'm Hannah, and you're listening to Let's Talk About Sex, hosted by your two favorite oversharers. Now, let's talk about sex. Okay, so two Mondays ago now, uh, The Daily released our annual edition of Sex Edition, Um, and we have very special guests to celebrate that. Shamade Ford, say hi, Sham. Hello, thanks for having me, you guys. (laughs) Uh, Shamade, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a senior, you're the Pacific Wave editor, what else should we know? Yes, okay, Um, so I am a senior, I graduate in June. Um, I am the Pacific Wave editor, special sections, co, I have a partner that does it with me, um, and I've been doing that for a year now, I started last winter quarter, um, so that's been really great. Something about me, um, I like to cook, I like to hang out with my friends, um, I like to read, which is embarrassing to say, um, and that's it, I think. I think that's my, that's my, int- I'm really interesting, that's my list of what I am. <laughs> Knowing you personally, I know you're a very interesting person, and I love to have you on this podcast, but I want to ask, you wrote for the sex edition before you were the editor. How is that going from being a writer on this to the leader of the project itself yeah it's interesting um when you're a writer for the daily you don't really realize how much goes in to making something like this um in the past i wrote a piece on like masturbation love um and it you know it's just like i just do that and it takes me like a week um (laughs) but now like I have to come up with all the article pitches and then I have to get people to actually write them and then I have to like help people find sources and then I have to like go to hour long meetings and discuss like what color things should be which I had no idea was like what would be the what would be the job um but it's really fun I really like it and I think it's been really powerful to just like take more control and like the information that's given to the public and like have more of a say um in what i think is important that people know um and that's been really fun and empowering like experience which i've really enjoyed i know what you're talking about the the color group chat gosh that (laughs) with dylan and stuff that was a lot of discussion about um but the the graphics turned out beautiful so it's like all worth it all worth the slack blowing up um but um I kind of wanted okay so for those of you who don't know um I do engagement so I do our newsletters and I had a question for you um because um while I was putting together our little newsletter for sex edition uh we put in an ad that I hear runs every year for showgirls and the the Facebook moms got a little pissy. Do you want to tell us more about that? What was your what happened there, and what was your reaction? Um, yeah, I don't even know what the ads for, but it's like <laughs> two hot girls. It's like just two hot girls, um, and they were in the newsletter. Um, and honestly, I'm like the it's about sex, so I don't know why we can't have ads that are like garnered towards sex. Um, also, like one of my one of my big things was like the the Facebook moms, right? Got 
were angry about this showing up in their inbox. Um, and I'm like, first of all, sex edition is <laughs> an like, annual thing. It's been going on forever. I don't know when it exactly started, but like as long as I've been at UW. Um, also, what do you think people in college do? <laughs> it's like, I, I just am like, I feel like... like when you go to college, you're like, cool, we're going to have Fair. sex. Like, all we're doing is, like, educating people on sex, um, which I think is really important and, you know, helps reduce STDs and unplanned pregnancy and also just as, like, makes you a more, like, well-rounded, no, educated sure. person. Um, and we give, like, great advice for, like, how to engage in, like, safe, casual hookups. Like, those are good things. Um so, yeah, that's my statement to the Facebook bombs. <laughs> okay, so I have a quick question for you before we go on to our next more serious question. Were any of these Facebook moms named Karen? I have chance? no idea. I did not engage with the Facebook okay. moms. Um, okay. Honestly, my behavior on the internet is like, I just don't engage. I just like post my silly little posts and then I go on my merry way and I'm like, okay, cool, like... Y'all want to be mad? Be mad. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So drama aside, we have some questions about um, more like content stuff. So you kind of mentioned it, but you have to come up with like all the pitches. How do you even like come up with that? How do you keep sex edition fresh when it's been going on for so many years? Yeah, that I think is the hardest part is like trying not to just say the same thing that everyone's always said about sex. I will say COVID made it a bit easier because COVID has like completely changed the way that you will engage in sex. Um, at least if you're following COVID guidelines um, and not like putting people at risk, like you will like the way we used to engage in sex is a lot different than it was before there was a pandemic. Um, so that helped a bit, but <clears throat> I normally just think of things like, I'll just be like existing and I'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. And I know I'm doing sex edition. So I'll start writing stuff down like months in advance. Um, I know like my article idea, um, my article idea I came up with like, <laughs> like four months before I actually wrote it. Um, which means it changed a lot in the process um, of writing it. It's not what I thought it would be. But, um, yeah, I think just – I think also a lot of my pitches come from, like, my own experiences. Um, and also that makes it so – a lot of times the articles that we end up publishing are not what they were set out to be, you know, because the writer has different angles or the writer has, like – different sources who kind of like disagree with what the original pitch was which is awesome um and people take their own routes and don't warn you <laughs> which happens a lot is like an article that I'm like wasn't expecting that but cool I like it um so yeah that is it's been it's interesting it's a difficult I think probably one of the more difficult parts of the job but it's fun I like it <laughs> Were there any of these topics or pitches that you had that didn't get picked up by another writer that you were sad about? I don't remember. Honestly, Sex Edition, pretty much everything gets picked up. That is a nice thing. People want to write about it. Um, it's, like, fun. We're not for, like, a normal section, right? So, like, 
we kind of just pop in and it's like a lot more creative I would say and that's like not a that's not a bash on the other sections it's just kind of like we're not reporting on like breaking news um or like really like it's occurring in the moment we're kind of just talking about more abstract ideas um so I think it like gives us the ability to have a lot of different style pitches um which people enjoy writing so that's good actually I think the art my article that I wrote it didn't get picked up and then I was like cool I'm gonna write it I'm kind of curious because I was looking through uh all the articles and it's kind of it's kind of an all-girls club why was Sex Edition so... Is it always so girly? Like, do girls just like sex more? I think so, but... Um, well... well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's funny. I I don't know. But I talk about this a lot. Me and my, um, me and my co-editor talk about this a lot. Like, Sex Edition or, like, special sections in Pacific Wave is, like, very girls club. Um, and I don't know why. Like, maybe it's because, like, we're both girls and people are, like... I don't know, like, how to engage with that. Also, I think this is maybe a claim. This might be too big of a claim to make, but I think the relationship that women have with sex is different than men have with sex. Just if you think about it in, like, gender norm standards, like, obviously everyone. There's a lot of ways to look at sex. But if you look at, like, just, like, very simply like male versus female I think just like I think a lot of times women like have a lot of more questions around sex and therefore want to write articles that like investigate those questions because for me like all my pieces that I've written for sex edition have been like I wrote my article about like masturbation like two years ago um and it like was completely inspired by the fact that for like majority of my life like women did not talk about the fact that they masturbated um and it was like so taboo um which it's not as much for men um and so I think like a lot of times the articles are related around like overcoming stigmas and like going through different like thought processes around sex um and like misconceptions that you had about sex that don't appear as much, I think, for men as they do for women. Um, so I think that's probably why more women connect with the pitches. Obviously, would love if more men wrote. Please write. Um, your opinions and your experiences are completely valid and important and should be shared. Um, and I want to publish them. So if you want to write, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. until next year. <laughs> Is there, yeah, there's only yeah. one year, right? I'll be long gone, but someone else, um, Esty, when she's, she'll still be here. And I know she would love to publish some male experiences. Male point of views are great. Um, sometimes. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's one question I'm actually um, kind of curious about. And this comes from the perspective of me always never being afraid to just tell anybody anything about myself. What other challenges do writers face when talking about sex or writing about sex um yeah okay (laughs) I think it's really hard for people to um put that out there I know I I actually posted on my close friend's story like the other day I was like do we think I'm not gonna get a job because I said that I lost my virginity on top like and then put it online (laughs) and I was like is that gonna come back to haunt me and then I was like I don't think I care (laughs) 
Um, which, like, okay. this might come back to haunt me now again. Um, but I literally am like, I don't, I like, <laughs> like, whatever. Um, I also kind of exist in a world of, like, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, and I think a lot of people have a hard time with that because of a lot of it comes down to, like, will in the future this come back to haunt me, I think. Um, but I, from my personal experience, like, if you're just talking about your own life and your own experiences and sharing that, I don't know why that should come back to haunt you because it's just your experience. Um, and I think it's so good to share your experiences because I have always had people be like, oh my, like I wrote my really very, very personal um, essay for a sex edition about like losing my virginity and like a lot of those exper- the experiences that I, like, and the thoughts and misconceptions I had and just, like, really was very honest and I will admit, like, was scared um, to, like, when I published it, I was like, oh, God, like, did I, should I have done that? Like, maybe not. Um, but, like, the overwhelming response was just people being like, oh, my God, like, I connected with that so much. Like, I had that same experience or, like... I, like, never thought about my relationship with sex in that way, but, like, you gave me insight into that. And I think that's, like, the beauty of writing. Um, It's, like, the reason I write, I think. And, like, I think it's the whole point of writing is so people can connect with you and, like, find shared experiences and, like, learn about themselves. Um, And I think that's, like, the whole point and the beauty of it. So, like, I think reframing your understanding of writing is essential um and just like just be brave and like don't be afraid because you know normally you're just gonna do more good especially if you're talking about your own personal life um if you're just writing like a sciencey unbiased um article about masturbation who cares like people are gonna be like cool that's educational they're not that's not gonna come back to haunt you okay like don't worry about it you'll be fine all right cool thank you for the advice so you kind of already got into it um but yeah your piece uh great exciting stuff um and you open it with this line that i love you say when i started writing this piece i was still a virgin um three weeks sorry, can really make a difference. What was this piece supposed to be before? I have no idea where this piece would have gone if you hadn't lost your virginity. I have no idea either. (laughs) (laughs) Because, so, oh my gosh, it's actually insane because I came up with that pitch. I was like, I mean, being that old and being a virgin, like, not that big of a deal, but also it was, like, kind of a big deal, because I was doing something a bit different than, like, the norm, um, and I was, like, I know that there's people out there that feel that's, like, who haven't had sex either, and, like, like, could have had sex, like, man, I could have had sex, and I just kept not having it, um, so, like, (laughs) I think there's a lot of people out there that probably also share that experience, and so I was gonna write about that, um, but <laughs> I started going to therapy and then I met someone that I ultimately did have sex with. Um, and I, it made me like really reevaluate the reasons that I had been waiting to not have sex in the past. Um, 
I think if I had just not had sex, I would have written it much more from the viewpoint of, like, I wanted to feel respected and, like, in a space where I was comfortable and, like, um, felt like I could trust the person I was with because, I mean, like, that is true in the past. Like, I did not feel respected. I did not feel, like, safe or I felt, like, pressured. And so I would just always, like, leave the situation, um, which is a theme in my <laughs> my article. But um, I by like having sex I had to be like okay so like there was a lot of other layers to that like you have attachment issues <laughs> and um for all my girlies with uh commitment issues um I see you and I, uh, I feel you <laughs> um and I also just was like wow like I was really afraid of intimacy and that so all my girlies with intimacy issues <laughs> I feel you <laughs> And I see you. Um, so, yeah, I think it would have been interesting. I don't think it would have been as impactful because um, I was wrong. I was very incorrect. Um, and I think it would have been almost it would be really interesting to read because I it would be cool to be like compare and contrast like what I thought I knew versus like now what I know. Um, but, yeah, I <laughs> it probably would have been good like readable people probably kind of connected with it but like there was a lot of underlying reasons that I hadn't like faced yet um so yeah I don't know I it, I just it would have been a lot different I know that because it's I was telling my roommate about this but um so I started writing it I was a virgin and then I started writing it and I was like seeing someone like very consistently and I was like okay, like, wow, like, I could do this, and then we, like, it didn't work out, and the final version is, like, it didn't work out, and I'm, like, I could, I'm interested, like, what the middle, like, if I would have written it in the middle, like, what that would have looked like, and, like, me all, like, happy, and, like, living my best life, and also still just, like, ignoring a lot of my issues, um, so, yeah, it's, it would have been a lot different, but, I'm happy with the final product. No. You're like Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, no, I literally was saying, sorry to interrupt, I was literally saying that I am the Taylor Swift of journalism. <laughs> As in, um, you don't are. date me. That's literally Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm like, don't date me because I will go write about the trauma and put it online. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, Speaking of like how your piece turned out, I thought I love your piece. It was very captivating. I loved reading your story. I just I felt like ha I, for some reason I felt happy reading it. And maybe it was just because it was good writing. It might that might have been it, or maybe it was because like the story itself was um a captivating one. But was it difficult changing course from what you had originally intended to write, and then if was it difficult to open up once you had like this new um new angle to go off of or have you just always been an open book okay so i'm an open book about some things um <clears throat> i think i talked about that in my uh, article where like one thing that i think really was lacking in like the with the relationship that i had with the person i lost my virginity to was that like there wasn't really emotional intimacy because i like do hold back a lot just because I am like a I'm fun 
I'm a fun person. Like, I want to have fun. Um, I didn't come here to be depressed. Um, I came here to hang out. <laughs> um, so I, like, do not generally talk about, like, traumatic events or whatever. And if I do, I'm always, like, framing it in a, like, haha. <laughs> Um, that was fun, <laughs> which, um, you know, that's why I'm therapy, guys. Um, but I also am a avid journaler, and I pretty much process every single thing that happens to me through writing. Um, not necessarily good writing, not, like, edited, like, well-planned, that kind of writing, um, but just writing in general um, is definitely, like, how I get through things. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of let, I'll just be very honest. Um, I wrote me and my guy, I told, I think I said this, maybe I didn't, but like in the, um, we like broke up. We weren't dating. He was with my boyfriend. We broke up kind (laughs) of. And then we, I, like, fled the scene, and I was, like, out of there, whatever. And then the next day, I wrote 2,500 words, which was that article, basically, because um, I was just, like, processing it, um, and that's, like, how I process it. And so I just, like, started writing. I couldn't get, like, it out of my head, and I was just, like, I need to, like, process this. Um, and then I wrote, like, 2,500 words <laughs> about it. And then the next day, we, like, broke up. He's not my boyfriend. Break, whatever. Ended things for real. Um, and, like, in a more, like, adult, healthy manner, as in, like, have a conversation instead of just, like, exit the building <laughs> when people tell you, like, what you don't want to hear. Um, and so, <laughs> and so uh, yeah. And then I just wrote, like, another thousand words after that. <clears throat> so... My original draft was, like, a 3,000-word essay. Uh, we cut a lot because a lot of it was... Um, <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot more, uh, like, anecdotes um, that, like, made fun of boys. But we cut some of those just, you know, out of kindness. Um, and, like, I became less bitter <laughs> about the situation. And I was like, I don't need to be, like, a bitch. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's... It actually, like, was easy to write almost because it was just basically, like, me processing what happened um, and, like, reflecting. That's beautifully well said. <laughs> beautifully well said. Um, you, you talk a lot about, um, like, sex versus intimacy um, throughout this. I think that's really hard. I think we all really struggle with that. Um, and we kind of, I personally use sex as a, a get intimate quick scheme, um, pseudo in- intimacy. Why do you think we conflate the two? Why is there this like, why is it hard? Diagnose me. Yeah, me too. Wait, so like, why is it? <laughs> um, like, why is emotional intimacy hard? Well, like, why do we like conflate sex, like sex with intimacy, I guess? I think because being naked is vulnerable, right? And like sex can be very embarrassing and sex can have like failures. Like I can think of times where you're just like, yeah, that did, <laughs> that did not go as well as I had hoped it would go. Um, or you're like, oh, wow, that was, that was not hot. That was, that was not it. Um, <laughs> which, you know, happens. So I think 
that is a that is being vulnerable that is intimacy i don't think like i think that is intimacy um because it's you are close to that person and you are connecting with them and um you are like seeing a side of them that not everyone sees um so i i don't want to like hate on sexual intimacy because i think that it is good and i think it's fun and i enjoyed engaging in it um and i'm like yeah i like know things about this guy that like other people don't know um i want to expose him <laughs> um but yeah like that is uh you know you just that is a connection right that is intimacy you know things that other people don't know but that being said i think we do often try to replace emotional intimacy with sexual intimacy and call them equals I don't think that is valid. Um, just because I, I kind of talk about this in my article, but emotional intimacy is like taking everything that you have experienced and things that make you who you are, like deeply, um, showing them to a person and then asking them to like still accept you, right? <laughs> Which is like really scary because all those things, not all those things are good things they do not paint you in like the best light a lot of the times um they also just might like you're sometimes you're like dang am i gonna scare this dude away like if he knows like these scary things about me um and i think once you do that right and then if you still get rejected that sucks it's really hard because you're like okay you know everything about me and you still don't want me and like i trusted you with these this information and like now that's it didn't work out and so now you know all this stuff about me blah 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 so i think that can be i think that's really really hard and scary and i think that's scarier than sex because i mean <laughs> some it's a lot easier for someone to just be like unattracted to you i think because <laughs> you're just like cool like i had no control over that <clears throat> and also it's like whatever like I'm I can go find somebody else who like will like have sex with me like whatever um but I think like getting to know people on a deeper level is really hard and really scary and like it the rejection hurts a lot more so I think that's why people are a lot more hesitant and therefore hope that just like having sex with someone will connect you enough um but I think if you want like a very, a real relationship that will not suffice. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, no, that's, a, that's a lot. And like that, thank you for sharing all that and giving us your insight on that. Um, what I wonder now is you went through like this seemingly not life changing, but like monumental event. Like, you know, you cross this boundary of a sort, what, does this mean for your journey going forth um involving sex involving intimacy like is it the shamade ho phase is it the shamade ho phase wow you really came for me with that one okay that is such a hard question um i kind of think about that a lot because i'm not super casual that's the thing is like i'm not super casual um, maybe I should have been more upfront about before I went into like what I was doing before. Um, I just like, I like commitment and I like the like 
hanging out with the same person. I kind of am like that in every sense of the way. Like, I have my friends that I hang out with all the time. I like, I like my people. And when I find them, I'm like, cool, I want to hang out with you all the time. So I'm not super casual. Um, I would like to be more. Maybe I'll like challenge myself. Um, I don't know. Right now, I'm not <laughs> dating or anything. Um, I did have a really good meet cute, like re-meet cute at Magus Books where I like ran into this hot guy from my past and I was like, OMG, like, and then we like talked in Magus for like 30 minutes and I was like, oh, this was fun. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, like this is what it's like to be a hot girl, like forgot because <laughs> I got rejected. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I really hope the person that rejected me doesn't listen to this, like now that I think about it. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I, yeah, I don't know what I'll, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know. There's a pandemic. I mean, if I was, like, if I could go out to parties and stuff, like, maybe I would just, like, engage in casual sex because I never did that in college. Um, and I don't really regret it. Like, I don't really care. But um, I guess I would try it for the sake of trying it. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of a relationship person. I feel like I, like, want a boyf, which is sad. <laughs> I want a boyf. I'm announcing publicly on the podcast. If anyone wants to be my boyfriend, I promise not to write an article about you. Um, <laughs> That's what Taylor said. I know. I can't make that promise because <laughs> what if you do something that I have to write about to process and then I have to publish it, you know? Um, okay. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Maybe I'll get back on the app soon. I was on the app, I was on the apps the other day, and I was like, God, I hate this place. Ugh, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. makes me depressed. They're all just holding and fish. It just makes it's just me depressed. Like, oh, want. the get to know you. I hate. I hate getting to know people. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, <laughs> if I like, I have to meet, and I'm also not attracted to people I don't know. Like, I have to, like, meet you in real life and, like, see your mannerisms to be, like, okay, like, you're hot. Um, and so dating apps, like, don't work for me because I'm just, like, it doesn't matter how stupid hot you are. You could be the hottest dude I've ever seen, but I probably won't hang out with you because I'm, like, what if you're boring? And then I have to go be on a boring date. And then I have to – because I also have this, like um, – habit of like going on like six hour long dates with people I don't like like I don't know <laughs> I don't know how I do it but I always go and then I'm just there for like six hours and I'm like how have I been here so long when I knew like right when I got there I didn't like you that's how Bumble is though I always feel like I get stuck in these situations like damn like just murder me like literally like my mom's always like you're gonna get killed I'm like I wish I, I literally wish this is so fucking boring I actually was telling my therapist about that and she was like oh my god Shamade like what is wrong with you and then she's like giving me tips on how to leave she was like once you finish your drink great exit if you finish your drink that's an exit and I was like oh I don't have to get another one <laughs> If you want to try this, um, a girl did this to me once, and it was a little sad, but, you know, I guess you do what you want to do. Um, we, I was on a date with this girl one time, and, I, you know, we went to a restaurant, and I don't know what went wrong, maybe it was just boring, 
for her. But, um, I mean, I was a little bored myself. I'm not going to lie. But I wasn't, like, wanting to duck out. Not just yet, at least. <laughs> and she, um, after I bought the food for both of us, which was, like, around 30 plus dollars, um, she, she said, she, I got a text from her friend and she had to go and she got her food into the to-go to box and left. And I was like, okay. Um, That's I mean, cold. if it, as long as you don't like wait for them to buy you food, then just get it into go box. I mean, you can try that tactic. You got a text from a friend. Oh my gosh. That's hard. You guys, I don't think I could do that. I would feel too mean. I'm like, I don't want to be yes. like mean. I'm more of a, just like, we leave the date. We never talk again. They all still follow me on Instagram, okay. though. I'm like, unfollow me. <laughs> why don't you unfollow me? Like, why are you just watching me like go about my no. day still? It's been months. And, I, like, we never talked again. <laughs> God. Let that build your brand. They can build your brand. I never follow a girl I go on a date with Oh, my gosh. Instagram. I hate when guys follow me on Instagram before a date. Why? I love that. Okay. I don't know what it is about. Like, I don't. I, don't, I want fans. I don't want friends. Unless I actually fully date the person, I never follow them. I follow them always. You what? Yeah. That's normal. <laughs> Not me. Whenever they follow me, I'm scared. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like being perceived now. I'm like, you got these misconceptions about me. Like, I feel like my Instagram is very, like, paints me in a pleasant light, you know? It doesn't have any, like, it's all just, like, I read and I hang out with my friends and I go on walks and I'm, I'm so stable. <laughs> Which is like my Instagram, and I'm like, I don't want men to think that I'm like perfect. I don't want to give a manic pixie dream girl vibe off before I. Mm. Yeah, you have to let them follow your Twitter too. Oh, my Twitter? I don't tweet. <clears throat> Hannah, you know that. Oh. <clears throat> I don't oh. tweet. Right. I literally have so many drafts, but I don't think I've mastered the art of the tweet. Like, I think there's a type of style mm. to tweeting. Hannah has mastered it. My friend Maddie and Hannah have mastered it. I have not mastered it. Um, yeah, I just am like, that. it doesn't land. Sometimes you just got to full send it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what's a tweet that I never sent? Oh, oh, um, oh my God. Maybe I shouldn't share. Well, I'll share, whatever. Um, I, I actually told the guy that this is about that I like tweeted it, or I was going to tweet it, but then I did it. But it was... Um, it was like, my new personality is asking a guy if he likes me after I let him hit it raw. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I was like, should I tweet this? And he was like, no. We should probably wrap this up before I go on an anti-condom rant. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I, yeah, the anti-condom, the way that I literally was like, um, you're probably fine, right? <laughs> Okay, I'm like the editor of Sex Edition. I should be better with my condom. Wait, this is, this is um, a conversation we could have another time. I'm, I'm guessing, Hannah. But like, um, Shamade, thank you so much for joining us. And then once again, thank you for writing that vulnerable, vulnerable piece. If you want to check out um, Sex Edition, it is on the website. I'm pretty sure we still have a banner. We might not at the time this goes up, but you can find it in the specials tab. It's new on the dailyuw.com website, so be sure to look at that. Um, yeah, until next time, this has been Shamade and Hannah. And Stevie. Stay safe <laughs> and have fun. Bye. <laughs>